Hello, hello. Uh, hello. This is going to be a pre-Christmas podcast on the downside of the holiday season, or as I like to put it, how Christmas and uh, that time of year can oftentimes bring up more stress than enjoyment for people, especially those that have small children or have families and the pressure to be at so many different holiday events, to get gifts together, to prepare for celebrations, um, and often how that can take away the enjoyment of this special time of year. Yeah, and what we're looking to do today is to find a, a, a timely uh, conversation on the holidays and also see how it correlates correct with uh, how men and women may uh, react differently or may uh, perceive it differently. And we'll we'll keep trying to tie that into fitness, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, um, you know, I think uh, maybe if we want to start with it is, is um, maybe one area, it may not be the only one, but um, why do most people, um, males and females, become a little bit more stressed prior to this season? With some general reasons for there, and that'll start us off maybe on some some uh, principles that we can look back on, you know, work backwards and say, oh, well, these are the things that you could fix in order for preparation for it or, you know, think about it. And yeah, what's um, the ones? From an occupational standpoint, uh, a lot of businesses, their Q4 wraps up usually towards, um, you know, this, the first to second week of December. And then they settle into that like time off from Christmas into the new year. So mm. There's a lot of stress around getting end of year projects done, getting everything finished before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who are like working in certain different, you know, whether we're in tech or we're in financials or anything like that, just wrapping up the end of the fourth quarter, I think can be one major stressor from an occupational standpoint. Yes. Um, that'd be like the first one that comes to my mind. Yeah. I, I think about uh, time off the, the key words that what you mentioned there and vocation, you know, so if we're really going to talk generally, um, I have a little bit of a hard time trying to think about some differentiating ways that males and females react to, to vocation plus time off, um, regardless of the holiday. I think the holiday doesn't necessarily mean, but what's your initial uh, thoughts on that? I mean, I have, I've been thinking about it a lot in regards to, um, I think a story, I mentioned to Robbie on our fitness and philosophy podcast um, about this gentleman uh, that has not been at the office for a number of years because of COVID and their business and stuff. And so he's designed his whole life now around more family time, more things with his wife, et cetera. And now he's being forced to go back when he doesn't need to go back, you know, so he can work away. So I just think about, and, and, and therefore now his, they have like sequestered six weeks off every like now and then, I think it's every couple of years, believe it or not. And that's a whole other story, but it makes me think about this point of quote unquote, the time off on Christmas. So I have two things in there. I just asked, do you think there's any differential there between males and females for vocation and time off and the stress and just any thoughts you got going in your head of that could connect to this conversation on uh, just time off. 
with book yeah. eight. You know, um, like, do you have five weeks off? No, we've. I know you giggle, but uh, like, like Hannah is going to a university, possibly that uh, is off from like November twentieth till till January sixth. I was like, what? Anyways, so. Uh, No, that is it. I mean, there are a lot of companies that shut down for two weeks at minimum. usually the week prior to Christmas and then either throughout the whole entire first week of January or something along that lines. But most of the bigger corporations, at least here in California, do at least a two week shutdown. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's also then with that so much anticipation to get to that point. And I think uh, for men and women, it can look different just depending on if you do celebrate any holidays, you know, if it's a Christmas type of thing, usually the female is going to be responsible for a lot of the coordination around, uh, the new year, the Christmas Eve dinners, the Christmas mm. Day preparations. Um, mm. You know, I know we have a lot more ease with technology on buying presents, but making sure that all those things are bought. If you're a family that sends out holiday mm. cards, there's always the pre-preparation of making sure that pictures are taken or cards are picked out and sent in the mail. Mm. Um, I know that may seem very trivial, but for some of my female clients, that's like a very stressful period is making yeah. sure that all those things are set out on time. Um, you know, just from an expectation of keeping up with the Joneses of when your cards go out yeah. and making sure that everyone's getting those. Um, yeah, I thought of um, uh, you not using my language, but uh, uh, Charles Murray, who wrote uh, a number of great books on just sociology and the differences in a number of things. The focus on for males prior to the holidays could generally be said it's a focus on things. And for females, it's a focus on people. Um, and that that's a, uh, and of course, you can't see my, I always do this on video and I can never really explain it in person, but it's like overlapping, you know, overlap. So people don't think it's this like extreme, you know, differential binary in those things. Um, I could, I, I'll call out uh, as an example, Carl Hardwick on this one. Um, I don't know why it's not a call a call out, but I'm just using him as an example on this. Because him and Janice and uh, and I were just discussing him and his, uh, I'm going to say it, Carl, your risky behavior. Uh, all the OPEX folks don't know you were doing this, uh, but putting up lights on his house, you know. So, um, so that that's just the, and you can see that's what I mean by overlapping, right? So you take a poll of all the males and females, and t- t- you know, the hundreds and thousands and thousands, and you use that example, right? That's the example of the male female differential possibly and the stressors of getting things prepared and mm-hmm. with females it's largely focused on the perception of and the care for the people that are involved in that and the emotions of that would you feel that feel that's a fair uh differential there yeah i think that's a really good yeah. example of it right the, de- the putting up the lights uh if you get your own tree Right. Who cuts yeah. down tree, picking up the tree and all that. Yeah, we used to love that. I used to get a real tree on a skidoo, uh, like so far away from our town, uh, 3000 people up in Northern uh, Labrador. Um, I miss those days. You're bringing back some, uh, some good memories for that. Um, but let's tie it back now into um, just that particular point of those differentials and what our topic is today around how that becomes quite stressful. So we tied that into time off, vocation, and the differences between males and females there in that. And you still didn't answer that um, 
question. Oh, you did. What was the one part of it? Do you have anything to add to the generalized stressors that are involved pre Christmas? And Um, I think also like, so we have vocation, uh, so just seasonal stressors. Uh, Um, We move. I think this is another one that compounds layers on top of that is like, like winter. Yeah. Okay. Um, As we move from fall into winter, depending on where you're at, it's like we have the add on of life stress with stress of colds, any sicknesses, any just like the, the colder temperature. Um, I feel like that's just another layer of stress that I feel amongst most of our clients right now is whether it's their own sickness or feeling run down or kids coming home with more common colds and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so when we go into like what can create a better base support for stress, mm-hmm. I always look at like how can we have a solid foundation to be more resilient as we enter this season. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, so many things on that. As you were saying it, I was also thinking about, well, what, what are also the other individuals that don't fit into this, you know, um, that realm. And it would be, for example, there's like a number of businesses that, uh, don't take time off that, uh, that, uh, are just working week to week on, on income, right? Like they'd have no, you know, if, if shit went down, which we found out during COVID, um, not for the fault of their own, but for if shit went down, they don't have that quote unquote three to six month nest egg built up uh, for not personal wealth versus business wealth. They're both the same. So I just think about that as you were mentioning it. But but then I also said it seems like quite a vanilla topic, but it's not because it's treated as such, meaning like people people think that the conversation around these stressors that are applied to both males and females pre-holidays, seasonal, and two points already, seasonal versus vocation. You know, they they seem like, well, you know, it's not really a big thing. But I think when you were saying it, it did point out that fact that people may just may not be taking it seriously. And therefore, now they're like depressed and upset and really anxious uh, because they didn't take into consideration the awareness around just two points that we've discussed those thus far, which is, you know, uh, maybe it's September and I don't know, take 15 minutes out of your day to say like, now, how can I quote unquote, set up the, the next three to four months? See what I'm saying? To kind of get things prepared for this like onslaught. So I know, I know we're probably jumping way ahead to like how you should end the podcast with, you know, what things to think about for the future. But do you have anything on top, uh, you know, thoughts on top of that as we're already getting, already getting into like the fix, which is be to prepare for the following year, although it's hindsight, you know? I, I think just catching it right there, it's like, what have we normalized? Um, we say it's too vanilla. It's like, what have we just normalized that this time of year, your kids are going to be sick. Everyone's yeah. going to get sick. We're going to be run down. Yeah. Like it's inevitable. Yeah. Right. We've gotten to this place where it's just like, this is just how it goes. It's inevitable that it's going to be going around their school. So just be prepared. The whole house is going to get sick at some point. Right. Like these things that um, don't have to be that we've just come to be okay with. Yeah. 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 You hit on, um, you know, if we're, we're generalized a lot on this. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm not afraid of clearing my throat to say that it's super generalized conversation, but it's what we talk about all the time with regards to trying to day to day do all the challenging things for your mind and your body just for the sake of itself. 
because it makes you as resilient as possible for the grind, right? So I didn't start with the grind, right? I didn't say, you know, kids are at school sitting in a chair, you know, the case against education and the shitty learning. Yeah, you got a dead end job and you hate your people at work and your community is isolated and you feel like you're not part, you know, all those things that I, I did not start with what people like to say, oh, the grind, right? And then there's two camps, right? Suck it up. The grind is life. Like, that's just the way you do it. And then there's others that just like medicate, you know, whatever medicate means. It doesn't mean actual like medication, but they just soothe it or run away or et cetera. Right. And I don't think the fit to your point, I don't think the fix for quote unquote the grind is just realizing, oh, wow, it's a vanilla topic. And, you know, people, like you say, are just not resilient enough for it. I think it should spark conversation that says, you know, what, why do I, why am I at this point, right? What's happening in my life with how I've set things up and this, and the stories that I put together and how I'm doing it. Why, why are we at this point? You know, um, don't you think that's probably a, maybe a possibility too, is like a, uh, but then as I say that, as I'm asking you, but also I'm thinking about, you know, asking someone else to do that. I don't know if people have really time at this point right now to like take a breather and to take an aha and to ask those big questions that I was just asking. I just don't know if people have the time right now. I'm not saying it's not worthwhile, you know, but. I mean, I think it's good to bring awareness to it now because this is something we do. I feel like I go through the cycle of clients every year, the ones that stick yeah. with us long-term and every year yes. we get a little bit better. And uh, so it's like, if we can pay attention to right now, of like what yeah. happens when I get stressed on the season, do I just completely shut down and stop showing up to the gym for the whole month of December? Yeah. Do I go into the coping that you just discussed and over drink and eat at holiday events because I'm hyper stressed, right? Mm -hmm. What are our coping mechanisms that we lean into during this time of year? Because mm -hmm. then when it comes around to the next year, it's like, how can we do this a little bit better? And that's where I kind of wanted to touch this topic or have this podcast, um, not to create fixes, but it's just to bring awareness because then every year we get a little bit more resilient. Mm -hmm. We become a little bit more cognitive or just aware of what our coping mechanisms are and how yeah. can we not get to that place that we need to lean so hard into them. Yeah. Yeah. That was my sensitivity too, is, um, you know, the therapeutics around fixing, you know, just fixing all the time, which is exhausting. Right. Um, but to your point, if I think you're the manana in that, that could create change because you, you get to act as the coach to the reminder for that person, but left to their own, left to their own, um, uh, left to their own responsibility. I'm not sure if people are going to be able to do it. So maybe, uh, maybe if they, what's your thoughts, if they don't, my thought would be, if they don't have a coach, use technology, right? Like have something that is like a blaring alarm system that happens at the end of October. That is like, you know, Hey, Hey, it's me. Uh, last year, you told me to send this to you. That was like a WTF you uh, for you to kind of get ready for your horrible, anxious, laden, you know, eight weeks that you had from December till the end of January last year, you know? Um, so that could be a possibility, but you created a bit of hope there 
um, from the coach being there to kind of like nudge enough. Cause I'm going to make an assumption here, Melissa, that those people that are coming in, you know, late November and they're starting to mention something, you're like, ah, you know? And so that's, that's a, that's a big help. Yeah. Wow. And that's why I just want to see if, if there are truly any differences in just men and women when it comes to stress, like how do we, yeah, how do we process it? You know, um, like I was gonna say, I can see trends inside our gym that and typically this is when a lot of our male clients, if they are overstressed, they'll just go dark. Mm-hmm. They're so done into work that we just like, don't see them. Right. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll pop back up in the middle of January. Yeah. Um, where for not to say this again, as a generalization for females, but yeah. keep coming into the gym, but like, you know, this is where we see a creep of weight gain throughout this month mm. where it's like, we've had a lot yeah. of parties, but there were all these things that were going on. So I just had this and that, and then I had drink too much or like, you know, ate too much or I was baking with the kids. So I had more snacks. Um, yeah. You know, just the way in which we we process our stresses. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, li- I like to think of it in that way as um, like there quite possibly may not be any differences between males yeah. and females and how they handle stress around this period of time. But for today and for this, I'm going to say that there could be. And if I was to go down that road to say that there were there were, I think what you were touching there highlights um what my biases would be on answering that question which is you have to go down to male and female anatomy physiology and biology i would think in a material way and then say well what are what are the base differences between immune system function defense mechanisms and stress adaptation that's where you would find your answers to how quote unquote males and females deal with it because when we talk about emotions or weight gain or depression or anything like that that's the symptoms that come from those things that happen at that basic level so i would say if i was to take a stab at it to be you know reduced on it um yeah for immune system i'm not sure i think it may fall either like there's not there's not something essentially male or essentially female that uh, would, uh, if I was to put a cohort against one another, I could, I could win that one. That would be postmenopausal female versus the same aged male. I think the male would win on that. And we could get into qualms over changes in hormones and, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Do you see what I'm saying? But if you were just like, you know, taking a cohort of 32 year old female, 32 year old male, uh, no, um, family single, you know, rocking life moving up, you know, and I'm like, well, how are they going to handle that biologically different? I don't know if there's really anything with resilience or immune system. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to have to use like generalized tropes of like what men do, you know, to stay fit or what females do to stay fit. And it's just, besides being unfair, I just don't think it's there. So if I was not to use the immune system, um, gosh, let me, because I I told you my stated goal was to actually try to find some differential between males and females for that. I don't know. I think it may have to come down to uh, what you and I have discussed of what would be the 
male and female, quote unquote, fitness differences, meaning like how they apply themselves in fitness. And then what you get could be a generalized answer. So if you were to say that, and I, I could be okay going that direction, you know, answering the question like, well, what do, what do females mostly do in fitness that improve the resilience? What do males mostly do that? If, then I would land on males being re more resilient simply based upon um, a, like I have said many times before, an unconscious journey towards gaining lean mass for no reason, <laughs> right? <laughs> they, they still think they're going to knock the girl over the head with the, with the thing and drag her into a cave. And, and so they're like, you know, intense stuff, build muscle, etc. But remember that your immune system is largely based upon the strength of your musculoskeletal system, right? Now, it doesn't mean that just cardiorespiratory stuff is all females do, but let's be honest, right? Based on how it's just practiced, if no one was to ever coach them, it's what they'll move towards, right? Now, I'm not saying that's what they should do. I'm just saying that's what is. So any... Uh, that was a long about way to saying that I think there is some differences is how fitness is expressed generally between males and females that gets them into trouble. That was, that was good. That was <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? You think I'm correct? Do I need new language on the way that it, females express it? Am I incorrect on that? Or so no, I think that's just a good. I think that's a really good wraparound way to get back to the supportive argument that it's important that females support and put on lean mass yeah. from, from a sense of wanting yeah. to be resilient. If that's what you got and everyone got from that, then no. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> I tell my girls all, all the time. Strength um, is, strength is where you win. Um, yeah. And again, yeah, I, some, I, some manage it better. Some manage, um, uh, you know, if we were to take that idea, like some people, um, let, let's just take me up just to be, just to play it out with males, females. Um, we could ask the question. Maybe you could think about things you think about or say things you think about when I say these, mm -hmm. um, that there's possibly three lanes in which people go, they manage, they withdraw, or they basically just party all time party. Like it's 1999. Right. Mm -hmm. So management is the, is the area we were saying of, you know, well, well, let's track these people. Why do they manage better? And that's what I'm saying. We're just using this reductive word called resilience, right? Resilience to all those things that come on. And then there's others that withdraw. And the people that withdraw, I would also want to tell you if you're a part of them, you're not the strongest either, right? Because sometimes withdrawing, you're pulling out, and I hate using that terminology, but you're pulling out because you can't handle it, right? So that's something to think about as well. That doesn't mean you have the strongest immune system or you're making the best decisions. A lot of times it means you can't handle it. Right. Um, and then there's those that just <laughs> go for it. They just put the, they're just like, yeah, you know, we'll 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 worry about that in January, <laughs> you know, when it comes time. Um, and I'm empathetic to that story, too. I mean, you and I probably participated in it, too. So so if I think about it just for males, I'll speak on behalf of males. Um, the management area comes down to, in my opinion, consistency that was built in. Yeah. So if consistency was built into the uh masculine male lifestyle for quite a period of time before then, then we will, and I'll speak on behalf of a lot of males, not all males, a lot of males, but I say we'll we'll kind of get stuck in our own ways and we'll throw everything under the bus to make sure that that consistency stays in place. Right. Um and all the things that matter to us get really focused. But in a lot of cases we don't quote unquote give that up. Like we don't 
we don't stop that process, you know? So, uh, but with, and, and then for the males in the withdraw area, um, yeah, those are the ones who probably have, like, again, I'll speak on behalf of males for it. They're just probably exhausted by seeing what's to come. They're like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to quote unquote, whatever it looks like, just go into a corner and suck my thumb until it's January 9th or whatever. Right. Um, and again, as, as I said, there's lots of things I'd say about that. Um, and then, of course, there's, you know, a thousand stories of the the males that just put the finger on the trigger. Right. Um, that, you know, are like, let go of everything. It doesn't matter. And then they use all these excuses, you know, in the new year when it comes time to that, to joke around with things. Right. You know, um, and to not really logically think about why there's why they feel like shit, why there's this weight gain, why they yelled at someone on the way to work and they don't even know why, why they hate their boss now in the new year, why they're looking for this whole new change, why they're in a new fitness program, why, you know, <laughs> make all these excuses basically based on that. So, so I just handled the males there. Do you think you could take those angles for females, management, withdraw and party? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the manage one is a little bit harder unless there is some level of like masculine essence within that female because typically it's like we're more willing to sacrifice ourselves for the happiness of others right so this is where we'll kind of bend and break a little bit um in order to make sure that everyone else is accommodated for yeah um or you know so i think that is just more a a female essence personality could it be Sorry, could it also be, um, I just thought about the strength generally that female have, females have for uh, intuition and emotion. Mm-hmm. That is it also possible that the quote unquote stronger uh, minded, and this would be inter analysis of all females, but the stronger minded females with more, and I say stronger minded, meaning the heightened sense of intuition and awareness um i would make an assumption that they would perceive stress differently in the management category do you see what i'm saying so it's the same thing that you said but you know because um yeah i could just see that that's where i would call it the like the uber resilient female is is not one in my mind is like has the 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 lean mass exposure right it's the one that has this deep level of intuition and awareness right um and i'm not going to say because people take that the wrong way control over emotions but they will because they perceive stress better than other females any thoughts on that as regards to the management area So the point I'm making, I'm making the point that, or the claim basically that females that would manage better than others, it's largely due to their essence of intuition and perception. Yes. But I always come back to how do we have intuition and perception, right? It's like, that always comes back down to some like level of discipline. So it's like, I know that I'm... Right. I can manage my stress better when I prioritize X, Y, and Z, no matter what, but Mm -hmm. I have to know that. So, right. So I always think of it as like intuition is built upon some like level of like understanding first to know how to like trust that 
I have to get this much sleep or yeah. like, these are how I manage my stressors. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice uh, interplay there. I, I like what, I like what you were, the way you're seeing it, which I'm just going to like do this with my hands to capture it so we can do it another time. But I think we, we would disagree kindly on that. And it's something maybe we want to play out another time in a different way of the, you know, what would come first, because what you're saying there would would be that the the experience and the discipline and the that, 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 that would come first that leads to this kind of intuition and awareness, et cetera. And I would reverse it. And it doesn't. I think they're both going to land for our conversation today on that management area. But anyways, it's, I'm just saying it out loud for a conversation another time. Great point. Wow. So that's where I'd say the the manage area comes into is. Uh, I think there are a lot of women that will stay very consistent, but I think that one is going to be, it's more dependent on how willing you are to keep yourself, your things a priority and maintain versus allowing other things to come over um, and take up that time. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you said, they may be more concerned about how everyone's doing and how everything's working out, et cetera. Right. So it's like, say you carve out that hour of time for the gym every single day, but now your kids are off to school. Are we more willing to give that up because it's a special time and we want their experience to be special? Yes. Um, so there's that area, the withdrawal. I, I think that's very common. Yeah. Is that, are you teaming that up with uh, like a, a light party all the time or is it? Um, yeah. What does the general consensus look like in action for females for withdrawal? Is it any different than what I said for males? They're just, they just, uh, they see it coming and they just like, as an example, you know, they won't go home for Christmas. They're, they'll just like lock themselves in a room pretty much, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, some, 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 and I'll, I'll just speak for males here too. So I don't uh, uh, answer for females, mm-hmm. but uh, some males too will come up with a way in vocation or something else to kind of lock into that. So they'll lock into vocation, but it's really actually, because they just don't want to do all the societal expectations of the entertainment and excitement, et cetera. Um, And there could be some there that don't have those families, don't have those experiences, don't have that society, doesn't have that. that. And that's fair too for that. And it may not then be withdrawal, right? And you may actually be managing quite well relative to your situation, but, Mm -hmm. um, would that be the case sometimes for females also where they're just, they'll just get locked into something to make it like a steady state affair, which is actually just a withdrawal from reality. Yeah. I think they'll recently. stay at the office. They'll keep doing, you know, take on that last project, just keep themselves yeah. preoccupied and, and not have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and the lean in. Yeah. Just lean straight into every single event, every single party. Right. Like, it's kind of the screw it. I'm just going to enjoy it. Um, you know, say yes to every single event, eat mm-hmm. at every single thing. And then come new year's, um, I'll deal with it then when now we're unhappy, life is terrible, right? I need to find a new gym. I need a new routine. I want the detox. I want the, you know, the quick fix gym. Yeah. How about, um, males and females, if we're going to separate them in generations, um, because I know that does categorize a number of different people, you know, who will be listening today 
or who coaches would be listening to be working with. So let's do it just for simple terms. Uh, male and female differences pre-holiday holiday management, okay? Um, and we'll give ideas and et cetera. Uh, for uh, uh, singles, me, oh, not singles, but um, a couple. Or, me, or no, 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 yeah, no, male, yeah, male and female singles, okay? Um, and we're just going to, for shits and giggles, say they're 20 to 30 years of age. And then we're going to take a quote unquote male and female who are in uh, pair bond relationships. And uh, they do have children. Okay. And then we're going to take uh, the empty nesters just for language case. What do we call those last M? Maintainers? Was that Maintainers. Right? Yeah. yeah. Can we got to come up with a better word? I, I, I don't want to be a maintainer. It sounds You're a maintainer. <laughs> Although if I do maintain from dropping, that sounds pretty good. So anyways um so i'll be a maintainer soon and let's just take that that synopsis and so let's back up any thoughts right away for the males and females um for management for uh being single Ooh. i mean i feel like this is the easiest one because i know is- but uh there's going to be some juicy nuggets in there that people would listening in would uh would probably learn from you so just think of it as a you're consulting now with both of those the male and female where do you what do you think I think this is the group that has the most area of opportunity. If they actually, right, if we're getting, say we're in our 20s and we're about to hit break time, you're home from school. It's like, this is actually like the least, this is like the least stressful period. Mm. This is actually an opportunity to like, right, you have time off, you can go spend time in nature, you can go outside, you can go hike, you can go do whatever you want. There's a little bit more freedom Mm. during this period. Yeah. so it's actually probably an opportunity where they probably would not be harmed, you know, too much because they still have a bunch of piss and vinegar in them. Yeah. Um, but it would be an opportunity, in your words, to develop this lifelong rhythm of consistency and awareness and like, you know, do I really need a two two week debauchery? You know, like how how is that helping? You know, um, don't be afraid of listening to this podcast, right? Or asking questions on things like, you know is just like maybe one party enough during the break? Like, do I have to go home and just like call it all for it? You know? Um, I think this is actually a very interesting time. Actually, if I think back on that, now that you say that this is like a pivotal transitional time, this is like at the age that you realize I don't need to do this every single day. I'm home. Yeah. This is the awakening. This is that time period where you like realize like you either outgrow your friends or your values can shift and change. Actually, you see this a lot. You come home from for winter break and it's like, I don't need to go out every night. Yeah. It's that transitional period. Yeah, it's it's an awareness of choice now. Yeah. Right. You have this awareness of choice. Now, I think based upon a, a synopsis of how it's gone over the past, or I guess 50 years of my life, um, I don't know if that percentage is getting better for people that are making choices. Um, and I would always, you know, fall back on the obesity scores in 20 to 30 years of age, you know, the reliance on medication, uh, for cognition, emotions and weight. Um, you know, so that, that number is going up and up and up. So I don't think the quote unquote project, you know, the Melissa James project, if it was born in 1970 has really like, you know, been an unbelievable one. But I do agree with you that it's still, there is still an opportunity 
for people to have this awareness, right, of AHA. And it could quite, quite possibly be, I don't know if I'm wrong on this, but they've got a couple of years experience now away from the nest, right, where they're like, I'm an adult now, right? And do I do I really need to be doing high school things, right? Like, because that's what it is, right? Like, yeah. debauchery for two weeks when you're 27, when you're home for Christmas is is dumb as shit, right? It, it's so dumb. Yeah. Um, now, of course, any 27-year-old who is a party animal is not going to believe me on that until you become 30 and you're put in jail and you can't develop a New Year's Eve, you know, party, et cetera, you know. Um, but uh, you start going, we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. We can do it one or two times, you know, uh, dress up nice, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So is that possibly the case? Yeah. Just out of the nest and they're like, hey, I'm an adult. So (laughs) let's uh, let's not do the debauchery. I could also be silently uh, saying that out loud, too. So, you know, it maybe does create a kink in in changing some people's perspectives, because maybe some people never heard that were. They're like, uh, I never thought of it as just like full on two week debauchery that put my immune system in the shitter for like two months after. It's like, actually, yeah. So all those issues that you're having in January, you know, female issues, male issues. Yeah, <clears throat> it's because of your stuff that you did, which you could just change, you know. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, before we move on, I was just trying to think for the 20 to 30 year old male and female singles. Yeah, with regards to management, there could be a number of other things, but I'll just leave it at that in agreeing with you that here's an opportunity here for you to say, yeah, I have these, I'm aware now of these choices that I have to make so you can develop this lifelong rhythm that you were speaking about, you know, start setting up this concept of, uh, I'll just give a little snick bit in there too, as to what I appreciated from my dad's time off during Christmas as well is luckily for him, you know, based on where we were living and stuff, we used to get big time off for summers and big Christmas time off based on his job, uh, where the mines could operate and have people working and it's still going on, et cetera. Um, which I, it stuck in my brain where as I then became an entrepreneur and built my business, I actually started every year dedicating more time to have more time off with Leanne and myself you know, where weekends turned into four days affairs. And then over time, I can just remember saying, like, I'm not working Fridays. You know, so it it all starts with those little things. If this is all back on the point of what you mentioned there, if we don't think it's important enough that someone hears that, sometimes all it takes is a is a thought for a young person to realize, like, I can now start setting up this whole life where I develop a job and a family. And all these things, focusing on four-week breaks at Christmas, eight weeks off at summer. And, you know, and some listening in who are now, like, so entrenched in, they can't believe that's possible. Yeah, maybe it's not possible for you to reverse it. But don't tell me, like I know it happened to me, at a young age, you can't be informed of what you can build for yourself for that. Because you know how important it is, right? How much you enjoyed it. I love spending time with Leanne. Just hanging on the beach down in California, Huntington beach. We'd go up and down, you know, anyways, sorry. That's a, that's I think personal. that's a really good example. Um, you know, because if there are fitness instructors or coaches listening to this, um, I mean, that was my awareness is like, 
I've never offered evening Fridays in our gym. We were always closed Friday nights for as long as we've been open because I never wanted, I think it's important for my coaches, our clients to spend time with their families or without their families, just having a day off where Mm -hmm. we're not needing to go into a gym and it's like on a Friday night when you get off work, go be somewhere else, (laughs) go be with your family or just don't be here. But that was like insane. Like you don't have Friday nights. I'm like, no, we'll never have Friday nights. Yeah. And similarly, we closed the whole entire week from Christmas to New Year. We closed for a week in the middle of summer, you know, and it's just making that be the normal within our culture. Um, you know, everyone's always their fear is like, well, won't won't your clients be upset that they're not getting their value, right? Or will they won't how do you like pay them back for that week? And I'm like, we don't go yeah. be outside, right? So it's like, yeah. you know, it's- you have the freedom to create what you want. Um but that's it. It's like, I just know I really like having that week off to go explore in the snow and yeah. and I go drive wherever. And it's just a yeah. time to be off and go out. And, um, and I want that for our clients too. It's a permission to go do something else, not be inside of a gym. Yeah. We have to thank the, uh, the nineties, um, personal trainers for that, because that's what that group influenced me by was not only professionalism in this entrepreneurial standard, but they they had this chip on their shoulder um, uh, that said, like, you know, you're gonna you're gonna offer this unbelievable service to people. You're gonna help thousands of people's lives with their health because you're gonna be knowledgeable and disciplined, etc. But you're gonna make a shit ton of money, and you're gonna show up at a party. And you're going to be the wealthiest person at the party, at a trainer. And so anyone who gets excited about that story the most just told, you got to thank the 90s trainers for that. Because they were a reaction that that came against the whole fitness, burnout fitness coaches, you know, do what your clients tell you you want to do. And the whole time, these 90s trainers were being like, no, that's not how it operates. So what you see inside the blood of all of OPEX gyms is that. So OPEX gyms have that the 90s trainer mentality to thank because they said, you know, there's the whole gas mask thing, right? Like we always knew as coaches in OPEX gyms, we have to take care of ourselves professionally and personally first before you have any qualms of how I'm going to service you. Um, And I just want to make that point on it, uh, you know, because it's it could, some some may say, oh, Friday night's off, you know, whoop de do. That's that's massive, right? That seems so little because it's not just the Friday nights. You're basically saying, no, this is how our business runs. These are the values inside of our business. These are our principles. This is what we abide by. And that bleeds out to your clients, right? And I know we always land on that kumbaya moment for people hopefully getting to an OPEX gym, but that's going to be the saving grace for a lot of young male females 20 to 30 years of age is to fall into an OPEX gym and an OPEX coach who's going to say, Hey, you should start like not kicking the shit of yourself for two weeks over the break, not being so stressed about this, develop these rhythms because you have this 50 year runway. Right. Um, And we're, you know, and you that Friday night off, you know, that 24 year old male is going to be like, that's stupid, but it makes so much sense. And it's going to like lead to all these decisions that'll snowball for the future for it. So, okay. How about the uh, married couples? What's the first thing you think about for that for 
male and female differences for married couples, or did we also somewhat cover it a little bit with Hardwick's um, crazy story um, or with the people things uh, differential? I think the people things. I think this is um, the highest stressed group we'll see right here. Yeah. It's the pair bond phase right there, especially if there's like kids involved. Um, yeah, because that's the that's the isn't that's probably the crack, isn't it? Because it's not just two of you that all of a sudden have two weeks off from your work now. It's like, yeah, you have two weeks off, but now you don't have, quote unquote, babysitting. Mm -hmm. Right. Or child sitting, whatever you want to call it, whatever education is, is that for people. Right. So if that's not in place and they are, quote unquote, around. And they're, I don't know, anywhere above uh, eight years of age and below 14, they can't just, you know, do that two weeks alone. Yep. Right. So they need the management of it. And so add to that, I think, yeah, your point, I think that's where we may get some separations is like, how is the holidays managed? I think now we get some separation between like back to my point on the generalized fitness expression for males and females at that point. And that's where I think that there would be a number of males who might manage better there because they're going to keep do quote unquote, just reduced, keep doing their workouts. Yeah. Whereas the females may get, I would agree with you. I'm not sure if that's what you said, but they may get the short end of the stick in that um, because of the management around that. You think mm -hmm. that's the case possibly? That That's how I see it. Especially because school systems are also different now. It's like the breaks are all different times, lengths. So it's like, you know, if you have one in elementary and one in middle school, the schedules and time off could be completely different. Um, so I think uh, typically that's where we'll see like the mom may get that, the one that gets stuck giving up her time to go to the gym because the kids are home and they can't be left alone mm. or something like that. Well, if I could uh, have a little say into how to rewind that for people um, who are either in that position or, you know, may in the future think about it. Um, I would tell males, you know, a couple things you can do. Number one, just back off, right? Like meaning back off, uh, take a deload. Like maybe, maybe, uh, you know, exercise twice a week for, for three weeks. <laughs> I know. And, you know, blasphemy, I'm going to be shot down from the, uh, Andrew Tate ivory towers of the world for what we need to keep doing. Uh, to keep control of the situation. Um, how about you back off? Like, what do you, you know? So that's that's one thing I'd say. Number two, um, maybe you could be aware of what we're saying here now, and you're gonna you're comprehending. Oh, that is interesting. That you you might say this to yourself. My wife actually does have a bit of a harder time during the the win winter break or Christmas, etc. And you're like, oh, geez, I never I never thought that could be the case. Okay, well, then what are you going to do? You could pitch in, pitch in with the things area. No, you don't have to. Like I was trying, <laughs> I was trying to find a gift for Leanne through Hannah of like getting this picture on this thing. I, gosh, I shouldn't even say this because it's uh, could be too loud and she may hear, but also she probably not going to be listening to this. Um, and I just, I'm just not good at it, you know? Whereas Hannah was like, dad, you know? go build this thing that we need to do yeah. in the front of the house or like with, with things. I'm like, yeah, okay, no problem. I can handle that. Anyways, my whole point is that maybe uh, the males listening in, you could pitch in 
with the things aspect, mm-hmm. you know, during this period of time, which could take a whole heap of effort off um, the person in your relationship who handles the, those kind of things. So there'd be two things I would mention to yeah. males that may, uh, that may certainly, you know, help because if we're taking that assumption too, that those males are quote unquote consistent, you're not going to have such a rough time, you know, during the break anyways. Right. And a, a bit of time off may actually be more beneficial. It's like if your wife is cooking Christmas Eve dinner, like volunteer to take the kids somewhere for the day. Yeah, do something like for like, like three or four yeah, hours. We're gonna go ice skating for the day. We'll see you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Go, you know, go rough and tumble. Go build something. Go in the go for a, a snow. Go for a snowshoe hike and cut down a tree. That's what you need to go do, right? Um, and yeah, I only know what happens one time. Well, then cut down fourteen trees. I don't know. Make it a daily affair. Uh, make it exciting each time. Um, yeah, that could be it. Okay, how about the empty nesters, male and female, how they react differently? Um, do you think my previous conversation might overwhelm this and bias it with regards to the hormonal health and hormonal differences? Because mm-hmm. again, we make that assumption, right? That um, I just, it's an assumption. It's not a fair one. But for the conversation, we just made the assumption that if you are an empty nest female, you po- quite possibly could be in postmenopause. Yeah. And if you are, then, you know, there's these considerations with regards to immune system health and, and uh, function, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know? um, so is that, is that coloring this one with regards to males and females and how they handle this differently? I think so. I think something to think about too, is maybe the, for both males and females, the elongated, um, like if Leanne just mentioned on a walk the other night, she's like, I, I have, she said, I have enough strength for a, a number more years to kind of like, you know, put it together and kind of manage it all. But there's going to come a time <laughs> without her saying like what that's going to look like. I think it means like, it's just you and me. No, no, we're not doing these things. Right. So that may be to my point on the empty nesters, you know, it is a, it's a real trudge for children and a family for 15 to 25 years to do all that stuff. Right. So it very well could be to my point, I wasn't differentiating between males and females there. It's just by this point in time, your immune systems are probably just really weakened anyways. You don't have a, you don't have a lot of fight in you. Um, So that could possibly be the case too, as to why some people uh, maybe have a hard time during this period of time that they may not get that evoking of like really happy times that come with having all the family around until they're like, what are we going to call it? Supra empty nesters. That would be like, you know, 75, 90 years of age where you have like the full family around and you don't have a strong immune system, but you're just like so overjoyed because your whole, your whole project, your life project is around you. Um, so are you sensing that too, from some empty nesters uh, you have around you? So when you say that, cause I think that's very much the case. Like at least if you don't have grandchildren yet, um, those are the women that are just tired, like they're tired, right? Yeah. Like where the enjoyment of putting up the tree and putting the decorations on it that once was like exciting because you had children, yeah. it kind of dissipates. And now yeah. it's like, I just want to, yeah, I can think of one client, like, I just want to get the cars out and be done <laughs> right where used to be like they do that and then her daughter would bake these special cookies because she would yeah. bring it to the gym and she was like 
I'm just done with it. Yeah. Right. And so I think they just hit this kind of plateau of like. They're so excited with the electronic cards. It's like, <laughs> what? I can scale this by just punching numbers. No more handwriting. Yeah. At least. So I think uh, that's definitely it. But um, there's one thing I do want to go back to the pair bond, you know, bracket from like okay. a, a coaching perspective. It just came to me. It's like, you know, I think a lot of coaches just go through these like cycles and accumulations. And then we're supposed to be like hitting this like peak intensity at the end of the year. Say we were going through, took a client through map progression. We started at 10 and we're all the way up until like, you know, some 30, 30 work with that person. Because on paper, it was this beautiful year build out, but yeah. we don't realize that, that for that like male, it's like, or that female, like you want them to go there during this last month. And they're like, I just need to like survive this month yeah. and Great show up to the gym as my win. We yeah. might, and I, I've just seen this with like younger coaches, like not catching from um, the consultation side where that person really is mentally yeah. or just physically already kind of burning out. And it's like, you want to see someone get hurt like make them go hot when they're like this stressed out and it's like right before Christmas um so I think that's where it's like um, from a programming side it's also just knowing uh totally how to read the room with your client and see what they actually need during that period yeah we could take that angle into you know what we've seen many for many years in fitness of people just going you know shit crazy you know with intensity even over the break and how that's actually not you know when it's paired with uh, this case pairing meaning paired with like a shitty debauchery of two to three weeks oh, yeah. that's that's even worse uh i would argue which is an argument for another time than doing nothing i'd say it's worse you compound cortisol on top of that stress oh man your immune system is in worse shape than if you did nothing but only the partying and that's a conversation for another time but i agree with you yeah you did bring up a good point there of you know, where where I would land on that is the strength from my argument on consistency and autonomy. Cause in that, in my concept of free movers, there's no there's no um phases of training. You know what I'm saying? So it's not it's gonna be like consistent all the way through. And I know that's utopic, but you do bring up a real world, probably quite common example of a mistake possibly that coaches could make and not awareness of that. Um, yeah, by all means. And do you think that that's specifically for that group or would it be for, I guess it's based upon those who may not be as resilient. So yeah, the pair bond group or would probably be the most. Maybe concerned. that client comes into your gym, yeah. they have a, you know, a newborn or a three-year-old yeah. and like they weren't active or don't have any foundation built. They're not right. resilient and right. uh, that might not be a good recipe. Or again, to your point, the the 23 year old that's having debauchery for two weeks and at home dropping into a CrossFit gym and just doing, you know, high intensity workouts for two weeks and going out every night before they go back to college. That could be a a bad recipe too. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, I would change your word for could. Uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> so many different examples. Um, and again, it comes down to the time you want to spend on determining well, what do you determine by measurement of you know fatigue where's the research to show that it does happen it's like oh gosh you're gonna go in we're gonna get in a dark corner here with regards to argument of that but empirically it's just not good and systematically and theoretically for immune system function it just doesn't make no sense you don't want to add all these stressors i know i can understand why people do it if we're going to stay on this boat um, I can understand why people do it, because uh, deep down, it's probably just a vanity thing. 
you know, they think it's going to be calories in, calories out, you know, oh, look at me, you know, uh, I'm not really a narcissist. I'm showing you what I'm doing to be consistent over the break. You know, like it could could be those things. So I am empathetic to that. You just want to hang on to something during that time. And in some cases, remember, this is all people know. Like all they know is to just, you know, 2K row, quasi 2K row every day, six days a week, you know, yeah. all out. And it'll eventually get better. Um, and that's all they know. So if that's all, you know, you know, hearing me say, uh, we'll just do some bench press and deadlifts every second day and go for a really long snowshoeing. They think I'm that shit crazy, you know, on that. So I, I get it. I understand that point of view, but let me tell you, it doesn't work. It doesn't work in the end. Um, and it, just because I've, I've spoken on this particular area for immune system function on high intensity for so long, this is the main thing that I've come after all these years that I'll just remind people of because we're staying on that boat is the worst thing about it is not actually the, the immune system function. It's the embedded behaviors that it builds in you. That's the worst thing about it. Um, and I won't go on with that, but it, uh, it just creates neuroticism around uh, food. It creates narcissism around self-perception um, and it creates this sacrificial, physical sacrificial thing inside of you that thinks what you're doing is worthy. And that you do not want to have that in place when you're trying to develop a relationship with another person, new job, developing a family, having a business, having a life. <laughs> so that's why that's why it's bad. Sorry, I'm going to blame you for that. You pulled me into that one because you mentioned the high intensity word. So I can't. Uh, can't escape from it how about um a well if this is right before christmas because that's when people will hear it of 2023 um let's do a, a really generalized approach for males and females that are in a really rough spot right now uh, and what would you say you let you take females i'll take males um and i can go first if you want to prepare some things and uh is that okay you cool with that? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, so what we're going to do here is I'll take males, you take females, the stuff that we can do if it's pre-holidays and like you're in it, we're doing a generalized, so you mean it's any age for that. <clears throat> and what are some generalized things you can do um, that'll help you not only for the current time, um, but the future? Um, I would say to find some form of uh, reminders that you're going to put in place. Um, if this is for males, you're going to find some form of reminders that you're going to put in place, um, that kind of nudge you towards awareness at this time of year. So I don't know if that, I don't know what that could be for you, but there's numerous things that I rely on that I don't necessarily mean that people need to do, but I do rely on, um, you know, my intuition of the seasons that give me nudges to say, oh, it's this time of year. These are the things you should be thinking about. This is how you operate your days. This is how you change your sleep times. This is the foods that change for you. This So <clears throat> for me, that's that, that thing, that nudge, okay? So I would say for males, that may be something you could either invest in, communicate with someone on, Talk to me about if you want, 
you could create create as simple as it is, put a reminder now in your Google calendar or whatever your calendar is of a date next year where you're like, it's a screaming red light that says something that you will remember about this. Like, you know, uh, it was just a reminder to kind of say, what the hell is going on right now? And what am I doing to plan this whole thing uh, going forward? Uh, number two, I would say, um, if you know you can't turn things back, like, so you're so entrenched and things are already planned and you're like on the train that's going way too fast and this is too close to it and you're just going to survive. I would say just the conversation today will help you because it'll give you at least a little bit of awareness um, and that, that you will not forget because you want to forget some of the things we said that's specific to you if you're a male around how to take care of yourself for the future um, and how to stay healthy and keep your fitness going. So I think just just the fact that you heard the conversation is enough because it'll spark this kind of idea of awareness. Now, if there is an opportunity where the train can turn or et cetera, I would say take the two things, even if you are or are not in a pair bonding situation, I would say take the two things that I mentioned for that pair bonding situation to heart for yourself. Meaning if you're a male, don't be too concerned about quote unquote backing off. Right. So why not if you've been, quote unquote, consistent, a hard charger and you're so impressed with yourself based on that all year, why not take two weeks of nothingness? Why not just do some squats and push ups every couple of days? Now, I know if that scares the shit out of so many males, they can't handle it. At least I said it. So, you know, that it actually is possible that you could survive and not look like a ninny or a nincompoop. Uh, whatever you want to think, you know, the, the worst version of yourself is in the end of two weeks by just doing that. Okay. Um, and don't worry, no one will know, right? That's all, that's all you did, but back off. And number two on that, just on that point there, um, pitch in. So if you have a relationship, you know what I mean by pitch in, but if you, if you don't have a relationship, pitch in by doing things for other people at this time. So you might want to just start developing these, you know, dare I say, these really positive virtues about yourself that make you, just to give you a heads up, because I've heard from some females on this, not for myself, but from others, it makes you extremely attractive. Attractive, not just like on a physical sense, but attractive because you do care about taking care of yourself and doing things that actually contribute to help other people because of those virtues that you're putting in place. So I would say the pitch in and doing things around this period of time, you know, and you can come up with all different kinds of ideas that, um, you know, it could be first thing I just thought of is because I have a friend who uh, goes down, you know, weekly to the homeless shelter here at St. Mary's and they give out food, you know, to the homeless and it's, it's real quality food. That's part of his involvement with it. So just do things like that. Right. Uh, and, and that, although you may hate it at first, it's just something that you're going to reflect on and go, I quote unquote did things that that made me feel good about, you know, the virtues that I'm building on what a good life is during this period of time. Um, and you combine that with like backing off and relaxing and you're setting yourself up for a really good Christmas break for the future um, for males. You know, or if, if you don't have a Carl Hardwick, it's like, or you're, and you live near your parents, it's like, Hey, mom and dad, I'm going to come put the lights up. Yes. 
I don't, you don't need your, you know, 70 year old dad trying to get on the ladder. To put yeah. The couldn't we come up with, like, you, we come up with a lot of uh, ideas, right? That's um, a great one. Yeah. You know, um, but if we were just to use those two examples, uh, it would be the, um, just, just go and help uh, people for no reason, but for itself, right? Just go and help out and do, do those things. Because as I'm just speak for a male, you would, you would have those physical capable skills to be able to do those things. Right. So yeah. Yeah, great, great point, Melissa. Good, good reminder. Ooh. All right. Females. The female. Now I am going to agree with you. Intuition. I'd say, you know, whether that's just blocking off 10 seconds or 10 minutes to listen to it. Mm. Um, the most common thing I hear is, you know, like it's getting colder. I feel like I want to sleep more having the intuition to listen to what your body's saying as we, you know, it's that same tipping point for me. It's like, as we exit September into October and the season shifts, listen to what the season is telling you and asking for, you know, and that usually is going to be requiring more nourishing foods, more rest. Right. So like if we're not, those are the prescriptions, but I'm going to pull you back and give me more, give me more examples for, what you've heard from your females that 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 uh, lead them into getting into that. Into the mornings are darker and colder. I want to sleep more, right? So it's like your body's asking for more sleep. Listen to it. It's telling you what it wants. It's dark and it's cold and it's asking you to like sleep an extra half an hour because the time change. Okay. Like permission to sleep more. So you're asking them to be intuitive of the time of year. Yes. That that would be number one. Yeah. Um, it was just like being intuitive to the seasonal changes that are going on around you, hmm. um, and stopping more often. The world will stop, Melissa, if women stop. <laughs> so, can we be clear? Don't stop no, too I- long. <laughs> Stopping more often. What I mean by that is like, you know, stopping. I'm kind of kidding, but I'm not. I mean, I, I but know it's like, mean. it's for many, it's like stopping enough to give yourself 10 minutes to eat breakfast. Yeah. Because I think we override a lot of the internal cues that our bodies are giving us because we're just so overscheduled. Mm. So it's those moments of like stopping, you know, if it's like any of my female clients, it's like 10 minutes to eat breakfast in the morning. Because mm. then we have some clear intentions for the day. Um, you know, and I typically find if we're like getting adequate sleep and we have that even just one stop during the day, we're more in control of our emotions mm. and the stress responses. You know, it's it's when we get to the place where I've slept five hours, I haven't stopped to eat, that now we can't get the roller coaster to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that includes the kind of goes in hand in hand with what I, what I mentioned too. Like if you are in a relationship, this is also where a period of time where you can say, you know what I, I want to, and I am going to stop. Therefore these things have to be taken care of. So you're going to have to step up, right? You're, this is now the female speaking to someone else. If you are going to stop, um, and the reason why I kind of giggle at the stopping is that there, there just are a bunch of doughhead males out there who are not going to know what to do when the female stops, right? Um, either they're not trained to do it or, uh, or they just can't honestly, or some cases, you know, 
Uh, they're just idiots. Um, but uh, maybe, you know, uh, maybe the females can just be like, hey, listen, you know, um, I just I'm just going to stop doing that. And for right now, this is what I need. And so you're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, the whole um, the whole idea of stopping says so much because really and also my reaction to it says a lot. Right. It shows the importance uh, of the feminine energy and getting shit done that keeps society moving. Right. Um, but it also discusses um, the 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 strength in the word of of stopping. It's not because it's not slow down. Right. You didn't hear Melissa say that. It's not like, oh, just like um, put a pause on things. Right. It's not slow down or pause. It's actually stop. Right. And I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of that. I've always, always have been. Um, I've always said in different ways uh, to teach people. One way I used to teach it was. Just, I don't know if you remember, I used to teach this vector where people are spinning in this vector that keeps going down and it spins faster and faster. And people are scared of that like bottom spin. And it feels like an abyss is right where they get down there. It looks really good and it looks like you're keeping up with everything, but it's, you just know there's nothing in it. And I said, the only way out of that is to actually get out of the vector. It's to not try to build all the duct tape solutions to get yourself back up the vector, right? And that, that was an aha moment when I taught a lot of coaches and clients that, and it goes in line with your words there, which means you step outside and you actually just stay still. There's nothing there. And then you can just look at all the madness <laughs> and and, uh, and manage, et cetera. Um, would you say that uh, just kind of keep going with that one there for the stopping? Because I love the the concept of it. Um, would be better done alone or with others um, for females? I mean, I think... I just know the power of a lot of, and I'm just going on biases too of, um, you know, we can use so many different examples, but when females get together as groups, I mean, there's so much that could positive positivity that can come from that. Um, uh, my, whereas my if you were to say the same for males, I'm like, actually, no, it's not the case. Right. Um, he would, the, the, the man would have to go kind of outward into nature or outward you know to find that um whereas females go inward with each other so they go into into that so i don't know if you'd yeah if, i'd say my hesitation was like you know holidays again always go into like what kind of event that looks like what like if it's a stop it's a true stop not like a go to a holiday thing with a bunch of women right so it's like that was yeah that, like, okay you know, yeah got it got it that's yeah. like first around this time of you know no, uh, i meant the, i meant you don't show up <laughs> that's what i meant it's like you just boycott the party it was like this party sucks <laughs> it's like yeah because all the women are out here they wanted to stop i i think i came to the stop because it really just like you know it's like how can we just multitask it more it's like now it's like, well, if you can't get your steps in, you need to get a walking pad so you can get the Christmas cards done on the computer while you're getting your steps in. And it's like, just stop. Like, you know, um, I think that's like, you know, it's like yeah. now we've found ways that it's like we can do both at once. Now you can get your walk in while doing everything else. And it's yeah. like, that's not you know, we're just, it's 
these terrible band-aids that just don't allow us to stop. Okay, um, I see what you're saying there too, because you're also using stop as like uh, stop those things that get in the way of like you just having time for yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. if we're going to do these things that we know make us feel good, it's like stop. Like yeah. stop putting anything on your plate. And if you want to go for a walk, go for a walk. But you don't need to go for a walk while reading a book, while answering, you know what I mean? Like it's like we're finding all these things to try to get more done with the same amount of hours that we don't have the time for. Um, I love it. We're going to create an uprising right before Christmas. Um, I'm telling you, the world will fall apart. But I think if it if it betters fitness in the end, I'm all for it. I don't care. Uh, yeah. But to your, to your point, the last antidote on it is I did, uh, I got Broadway tickets to go see The Lion King because I just wanted to not with my mom and my aunt. And it, you could only buy four. You could get two tickets or four tickets. So we got four and there's three of us going. So I invited one of my younger cousins because he's going to be home from college. And he was like, that's a hard pass. No. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's like, I don't want to do that. He's like, he's throwing stop back in your face. <laughs> I was like, so I thought he'd be like really excited. He's like, that's a hard pass. But thank you for the invitation. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're but, like, uh, uh... I actually should have preempted that. I'm actually just want to be with you and fa other family members around this period of time prior to this. And, and his, his perfect response is, I'll be home. If you want to go for a hike, like give me a call, but like, I'm good off that. You know? So I was like, okay, there you go. <laughs> so masculine. Um, Logical, I should say. I will yeah. be home. I mean, we can have a conversation there and not see the Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> um, where is the Lion King playing on the West Coast? um the orpheum it's in san francisco okay okay yeah fantastic yeah well you, that, that'd be awesome i would have taken you up on that you know yeah i, I mean know, you got you have mean? some dates down the road you're like i need a mail uh don't forget <laughs> uh, don't try to fill the, the the family void there james would be more than check those yeah, out <sighs> oh that was pretty good um thanks for that we uh we uh didn't really know uh what was to come from males and females and the differences relative to the pre-holidays and the holiday blues but to summarize we took this uh presupposition that a lot of individuals um become you know in they get in the blues or they get anxiety or they get just there's a huge amount of stress that comes with the holidays that are upcoming. And we wanted to take a stab at the male and female differences aligned with like fitness practices because lifestyle and behavior and these things are involved in fitness. Um, and we want to take a stab at that today. The way we went about doing it was trying to highlight what are some of the main areas that cause some of the stress. We then cohorted some specific groups, um, of uh, the peakers and then the resisting entropy folks in three different areas. Uh, then we kind of tried to do a male-female variation of, you know, those who manage versus those who withdraw versus those who just party like it's 1999. Um, and then we tried to finish on a, a good note there of for those who are males or females listening in and it's pre-holidays and you are, you know, you're recognizing that burden of anxiety that comes on uh, and we finished with uh, giving you some things to think about for that. So I think that was a, 
that was a great episode to send people off to have a uh, a wonderful break uh, to celebrate sometimes with the ones that they love the most. Um, and regardless of people's uh, religious beliefs or their beliefs in general, um, I think it's I think it is actually quite a good uh, human longevity practice uh, to participate in um, some kind of you know tradition at this time of year in which you move away from in just general terms move away from the office and more towards the home uh, just to kind of like come together and tell stories and say what's gone on because it'll make you recollect on what matters to you and what's important and etc and that can be regardless of belief it, it could just be a, a time to do it because it's inside of our society so I'll finish with that. Do you have anything to finish with for our listeners? I think that's perfect. That all right. The season of of coming in home, coming into the home, moving away from work, and like just being around people and um, reflecting on the past year and you know preparing for what's to come. And if uh, there happens to be an airdyne in your room in the home, that's even better. An assault bike, uh, you know, the, those are good times. You add some weights to it, which are like, you know, not even 30 feet away. You got it, you got it licked. Uh, thank you, Melissa, for for today. Uh, that was great. Uh, learned some things. It was good. Uh, and also, I've remembered that uh, point on intuition and experience. I'll just put it in that bucket and then we'll come back to it another time. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you. Uh, See you next week. Bye. Bye.